for those who are taken, what do you miss being single? And for those who are single, what do you miss being taken when you were taken or in a relationship? So if you're either or, you just have to name the other. I miss having to go out without telling somebody, like, oh, I'm going to go here, okay? So if I don't answer, then... Freedom. Da, 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 da. Yeah, basically. Still, still, like, but if it, if it, if it was yeah, a party, go then yeah, I'm going to tell him. But if I'm just going to Target, I'm not going to tell him, oh, I'm going to Target. And if I don't text, that's the reason why. You probably I don't care. I'm going to Target. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> everybody needs to get air tags out there. Make yeah, sure you make sure you like yeah, make sure you like post tagging out. your girls. Oh no. <laughs> I saw this guy on TikTok. He has like short term memory loss, so he put an air tag on his car so that because he lives in an apartment, so he can't find his car in the garage. So he put the air tag so he could find it, and he like put it in his like his gas pump thing, and he opened it. <laughs> And then he put a little note behind it saying, oh, if you see this, it's <laughs> not somebody, like, trying to kidnap you or whatever. And then he, he like, he put at the bottom of the note saying, you probably read, this is not oh your first gosh. time reading this, but you probably think it is. And then he was like, this is still <laughs> sus. He folded it up, he put it back, he talked about <laughs> something else, and he opened it up again. It was like, I think someone's kidnapping me. That shit reminds me of the time when my boy, my boy went to go, he had to go like to his long-term nursing home to go visit his grandparents because his mom sends him to go always like fucking uh, bring her food and stuff like that. And she, his, his grandmother always suffered from Alzheimer, which is like basically same shit as memory loss and stuff like that. And so he's the grandson, obviously. And so he's like, oh, we just got to make a quick stop really quick. I'm sorry, man. It's like, no, it's cool, man. Let's go. So we, we went there <laughs> and he brought the food that his mom made for um, uh, for his grandma. <laughs> and he brought it. He brought it over there. I don't know why. Just just one just one day he decided to do this. I'm walking in there with them. And then she's like laying down on the bed and she's like sleeping. And he's like, oh, she's knocked out. And he starts to put the food onto the table. It's like setting up her dinner and stuff like that. And And then she wakes up. And then this one time she wakes up and she goes, she she looks at him. She goes, oh, my God, who are you? And then he's like, I'm, I don't know. Who are you? And then she's like, ah! And then she started hitting the nurse button. Nurse, help me, help me. And then he's like, no, it's me, Grandma. It's me, it's me. <laughs> he's like, I'm your, I'm your grandson. I was like, wait, wait. He's like, I don't have a grandson. My daughter's still in high school. He's like, no, mom is nowhere close to in high school. <laughs> okay, he's like, and then I was like, just looking at him, I was like, wait, is this the right lady? Or are you just saying that? And I'm like, wait. And she like freaked the fuck out. Like, cause, and he was telling me too, right before, like, the car ride that she has Alzheimer's. And this is the one time I decided to fuck with his grandmother that, like, that he pretended like he didn't know who she was either. Yo, is that the look on her face? Yo, she was getting shitless. And then I was getting shitless. I thought we were going to get, like, get the cops called on or something. Like, these two gentlemen went through this old lady's room or some shit. And I was like, fucking, and I was like, when the nurse came, the nurse was like, what did you do? He's like, I was just trying to play a prank on her, pretending I didn't know who she was. And I was, shit, I'm sorry. You have the most fucked up stories. Well, I would never. So I want to know what your face I didn't was do it. like when that happened. 
Oh, it looked, it looked, it looked, it looked like this. <laughs> like, what? I personally would just walk down the room and be like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I would let my go. friend in there. I'm sorry. Wait out, because you never know. Stuff might go flying. Yeah, I thought she was. Oh, she Somebody looked like grabbed she was that bedpan and started throwing oh, some God, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I can understand why that guy put an air tag in his car. All right, Q, what do you miss being taken? So I'm single. No, no, no. What do I miss being taken? Wait, I'm single. What do I miss being taken? That's right. Um, What do I miss? Nothing. (laughs) Honestly, I don't. Like, not yet. I would just say... And here's why. Because... Like, my mentality is this. Like, whatever status you're in when it comes to a relationship or whether or not you're single, I mean, just enjoy every freaking moment of it, you know, whether you're single or taken. Like, make it the best, whatever it is. Make it the best relationship. Make it the best, like, singleness. And because I feel like if I'm missing something, and maybe it's, like, just, like, my whole, like, mindset on it, but I feel like if I'm missing something, then... I should be searching for that, right? Like I should be like going after it. So I don't like to feel like I'm missing out on anything. And I think that's just like this whole thing with me. But yeah, so I honestly, like I don't miss anything right now. Like I love being single at the moment. (laughs) Three times. You know, that could change, you know, it could change right now. But no, not now. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes with you. Don't miss anything. Wait, first of all, wait, how long, how long ago were you in a relationship? A year, you said? Oh, Oh, you're with her. I was with her. I was with, I was with her for a year, uh, a little over a year. Um, I've been single. A little over a year. Uh, it's it has to be two years. I think it's two years now that I've been single. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'm hitting the two year mark of me being single. I could tell because my Facebook memory keeps showing me pictures of us. So I would definitely say that it's I'm hitting the two year mark of being single. So what I miss being taken. I don't know. I I kind of like. Oh, I guess I guess I miss like um, this is, this is tough because yeah, I really don't miss anything either. Uh, but I I really miss I I would have to say I miss the like the support. It definitely has to be the support. Like I'm never really the type to rely on the reassurance or get reassurance from other people. Like I've always been like a go getter. I've always done everything myself. I always like, um, always gave myself encouragement and stuff like that, and always tackle things on by myself, especially like things I don't know and do not know. But what I do miss is just like, oh, what it what is nice is just always having that partner when I come home, and like we talk about our day, and I talk about the struggles that I have to deal with whether it's something minor or or even if it's major like if it's work related or if it's like um podcast related if it's like 
just anything that I'm dealing with and stuff like that, even though I've always picked myself up, just venting to a girl and just like uh, my girlfriend and just telling her about like, oh, you know, it's like this was annoying. I had to face this and this and this, even though I got my shit together and then sh- her like kind of supporting me. It's like, oh, you know, don't worry over time. Like, like, oh, I'll get better over time. Like, oh, just don't look at don't look at the view count on here or grow on its own or like um like that type of support from her or like she'll always say things that like oh you'll always figure it out things like that i feel like because i learned a lot of things um from my previous ex she taught me like a lot of stuff and and that's kind of the things that i miss too is that i miss like kind of like doing things for my girlfriend which is weird like I don't know. I guess I think it's because my love language, the highest is effort. Right. So I miss like having to wake up and bringing her to work. I miss that. I miss like going out to make uh, going out to get duck and donuts for her before she goes to work. Um, and then, or sometimes I would make food for her before she goes to work. Uh, I miss like doing laundry for her sometimes. And then, and what I miss the most is, is she always like bump into things that like she doesn't know how to do it. And I miss teaching her things like how to handle banks, how does interest work, how the credit works. I I remember, and my sister remember this, I, I taught her how to drive. And I miss that experience of like, just like the fun moments of like, just like when I was teaching her how to drive and her showing off that like she learned how to parallel park with, and stuff like that. And I miss moments like that with her that like I supported her with things that she doesn't know how to deal with it or doesn't know how to tackle it. But like, like one of the sweetest things she ever said was that she felt like she, when she was with me, that she could take on the world. Right. That even if I don't know how, or we don't know how I will always figure out how to do it. And it's it's words like that. That's her being supportive about me. And then it was me kind of like, like an achievement and like reaching a milestone, being around her that we're helping each other kind of grow. And that's the one thing I miss when it comes to being in a relationship, I guess. Cause now I feel like, now I feel like I've been bulldozing over everything and just like plowing through everything because of the fact that like, I can, I know so much and I could take on so many things um, with and without the reassurance from others. But I miss having that, person especially when it comes to like food too food is like sometimes i just want to go out but i just want someone there with me to eat or something like that it sounds like you just miss her <laughs> no I'm, just, I'm naming all the, the stuff thing. that i miss because of the fact that like i, I want to yeah. like, no because she was not the only girl that 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 relationship was like that my last, my last three relationships were kind of no. My last two, no, the last one and the one before her was like that. I guess that answers the question. I was trying to answer the question. That's why. Yeah. Even if it's not you, you're leveling up your partner. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that was the feeling I was trying to describe. That's that was a good way to put it. Cause I don't like. Of course, I miss my ex of all the good parts about it too, but I don't really miss her per se or, and, and the other one, I sure as hell don't miss the other one, <laughs> but 
yeah, I sure as hell don't miss her. Yeah. But the but the last one and stuff like that, I think those are the things that I miss. That's that's about it. But I don't miss her. <laughs> Damn it. Cause that now there's now it's gonna sound like I miss her because I wrote an answer for this one and this one was about her. What was what's charming slash memorable gesture was done to you on a date that won you over when you went out with some guy? So for me it would be some girl. Probably like last year, he like he held the door, like he used to hold the door for me or like open the door for me. So like basically like chivalry or whatever. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, chivalry. Yeah. He he used to do all that chivalry shit for me. And that was I was just like <laughs> stupid. And then <laughs> and then he stopped doing it, so I'm like, I don't even want to. No like, Hurry the fuck up when he's at the door. <laughs> Walk on the other side of the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. I like the chivalry thing for sure. So what was done to you? That okay, there's a few things, but I'm going to say this one because it's kind of unique. Because I grew up working on cars and everything and then, you know, love all the car shows and, you know, the whole like the need for speed mentality. But we um, like he fixed my car, like did like just like did everything I wanted to my car that I wanted. But I don't have to pay for it either. So how whatever I wanted, whether it's from the rims to whatever, pay for everything, the system, all that. And, and, you know, cause I could do it myself, like a lot of it, not all of it, but yeah, that was dope. I'm not gonna lie. So that, that won me over. That's one. I mean, there's a few, it kind of depends on the person. Like they do different things. Right. So it all depends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that for you. <laughs> I've done, I've done that for a lot of girls, but I never think that, I don't think. That really? Then they must over, not be in but... the cars <laughs> understand the car line yeah i worked on a few girls cars but i don't think they ever found interest in me (laughs) after work on their car that's what i'm saying what are you kidding me i mean yeah no i'm just saying i didn't know that they might have they they just might not have told you i worked on a few yeah yeah maybe so me see now this is gonna sound like i fucking miss my ex because my ex did this gesture on a date <laughs> so on a date, this gesture won me over and so we were at Wendy's, right? And we went out we went to go get Wendy's because of the fact that we were both hungry and it was the middle of the night and and I drove all the way down to freaking Dorchester, which is like a half hour away from me, right? I drove all the way down there to Dorchester because of the fact that like I was hungry and she was hungry and I didn't really know what else to do. Food is better with people, so I went down there. We both didn't know what to get because of the fact that it was like 11 something at night. And then uh, and we were in the talking phase at the time. So we pulled up to Wendy's. That's what we decided to do. And then I ordered uh, my food, which was something small. And then she ordered her food. And then she got like a junior bacon cheeseburger. And then she wanted some fries. Right. So just a burger and some fries. So okay, first I was all, a little I bit confused. So I was like, I thought freaking order. Like, how long ago was this? 
because because you gotta because you gotta you gotta because you gotta get to the gesture right so, so this is the gesture that made me like basically won me over so i was like that's weird because every girl loves chicken right every girl's love almost every girl loves chicken so i i said yeah so I was like oh okay so um so i said to her I was like wow that's weird like you you don't want any sides like you just want just a junior bacon and fries like you, you're not gonna order any sides so with a so with a plain face, she looks at me and she just went, "If I can't have sides, then so can't you." And then so if I order sides, then that means you can have a side chick. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "Side chick? Where'd you got side chick?" She's like, "Chicken nuggets, side chicks." So I can't have sides. So that means you can't have any sides either. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, all right. So it was just like the joke that she came up with. And then, and then so we pull up and then we paid for it. It was just it was just like the fact that she can come up with like witty jokes like that. And the sense of humor won me over like that. And that was the gesture of what was said to me on a date that won me over. It was that stupid side chick joke that she made. And yeah, we end up dating, and yeah, I didn't have any side chicks, so 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 that I guess that side chick thing for her worked out. So she's smart. She's smart. What was a lie that you girls told that you like, but you actually fucking didn't like it? What do you mean? Say for an example. Let's say. Uh, all right. Let's say for an example. I could. I, it could be anything really. So like, let's say for an example. A guy who always opens the door for you, right? You oh, hate it um, because it makes you feel like inferior. But then every time he does it, you're like, oh, that's so nice of you. And you lied that you always liked it. So he always does it. But deep down, you don't fucking like it. You fucking hate it when people open the door for you for to open it yourself. That's an example, like an example, you know, I can make it more extreme if you want. Be like, you really hate doing like. You know, riding the guy on top, you know, doing cowgirl stuff, but like, cause it makes you tired. And then, like, but you know, that like you like, to, uh, like, you just tell him you like it because it turns him on more, but deep down, you're getting tired and you really hate it. So that's the extreme version. <laughs> so, so what was a lie that you told? This, this one guy's dick game. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you which relationship, but his nickname. I just like I didn't like the sex, but like I liked his like company and personality. So like I didn't want to hurt his feelings either. So <laughs> I just told him that his like his dick game was good, and like his dick was like it, like was okay with me but really it was just and it, we did not know how to use it <laughs> i see all three of you smirking about the dick game like all three of you have fucking told the same lie <laughs> like, this, that's why you're all laughing <laughs> someone's gonna clip this shit look at this <laughs> question's not yeah, about it size. doesn't it doesn't matter but like <laughs> but you gotta know how to use it Okay, hold on. I'm going to interrupt there hold on that part because here's the funny thing because obviously I have a lot of boys and and friends that are females too. A lot of guys that have above average dick do not know how to fuck. That's the one thing I've learned. 
That's the one thing I've learned. So guys, just because they're big, they always think that is enough just to win the girl over. So when you were talking about the dick game, you you were actually correct. Like what you were saying, and I agree with you 100% because I've learned that. But most guys who has big dick, they always think just because the size that that's all they need to do is just lay there and, and look pretty. That's it. But it's not true. But, but they don't know that. That's the stupid thing. A lot of guys that has above average size dick, they don't know that. They just think that, that all they have to do is just thrust and shit like that and go on top. Okay, uh, Q, what was a lie that you told that you liked? But deep well, down, I have to agree with Anna like for it. one. That's one. <laughs> I agree with that. That's like a common one. I feel like I feel like any girl who says that that's never happened is probably lying. But um, so, you know, it's whatever. But another one has been like when they give you like a gift and it's really like you really don't like it. But, you, you know, it's a gesture. Like it's it's the thought that counts. I still didn't like the gift. I'm not going to say what the gift was, <laughs> but I lied and I was very nice. And then, um, and then I never saw him again. So <laughs> I broke up. Are you the type of person to like, yes. you get gifted something and you don't like yes, it? So you give it to someone else. Like you get to someone. You're going to like one I don't want to go to waste and somebody's paid money on it I just don't like it and I mean sometimes I get like a lot of different gifts and it's just uh, it's obvious they don't know me so if you're gonna get me some shit that I don't like like I'm gonna be nice but I ju- you just may not see me wear it or carry it or whatever <laughs> that's it so yes i'll give it to somebody else who will use it because i don't want to go to waste i know that's bad but yeah it's usually gifts okay so let's get to the serious question like this one we have this is a serious one and then we have to do your best to answer this we could turn serious if you want do your best to answer this as thorough and into detail as much as possible right Especially if you had or haven't had experience with it. So the question is, how can you get out of a mentally unstable, possessive, and toxic relationship? How can you get out of it? So you can even go into detail about, like, say, this is an example. Let's say, like, the girl was manipulative as fuck. Well, no, I'm saying for me. For you, it would be a guy, obviously. Or like the, for me, like the person, let me just say that the person was gaslighting as fuck or uh, possessive as in like they fucking air tagging your fucking gas tank, you know, and, then, <laughs> you know, um, things like that, like possessive, like they're always checking up on you, fucking have you on life 360. Uh, like, you know, it's like, how do you get out of that? Like, what's your best advice to give to this person who's actually asking? Because the relationship is extremely unhealthy. The person, the the guy, if you really want to know, is extremely possessive, and it's just unhealthy. And she feels trapped. I I, I don't know much about him, so I, I I don't know. That was the only details I got. I'm gonna skip this question because when it comes to like red flags for me, I'm blind as fuck. Oh, that's kind of funny because uh. I think my ex was probably blind then because they say love is blind and that girl caught me cheating. So she saw it. So apparently love isn't blind. Or maybe She, she caught you, like saw you. <laughs> oh, 
I was like, what? It's a fucking joke, Q. Get it? Love is blind. She fucking saw me cheating. It's like, (laughs) I never cheated on my girl before. I have a clean record of never cheating. I never cheated on my girls. I do have a clean record. Why are you looking at me like that? Boy, don't you lie. You I'm not lying. We don't name, know. Would you keep that on the low? On, like if you did? I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I forgot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they cheated on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And love is supposed to be blind. They weren't supposed to see that shit going down. They were that, ah, 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 the intimacy. No? Uh-huh. All right, Q, what you got okay. for this? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this from experience. So, because I've been into, let's say toxicity can lead to like, all forms of abuse. And so for whoever answered this question or asked this question, you got to be careful because it could totally lead to, there are several different types of abuse, right? There's verbal, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual, physical abuse, right? And I actually personally have been in two extremely abusive relationships before and to pretty much like basically all the abuses I just named that happened to me physically. So, um, and then I would just say this one, you've got to know like kind of like what your boundaries are. You should really like understand and start to look at if there's something to you that in your gut or your intuition or whatever you're like, you're feeling like something's not right then just make sure you like heed that warning. Cause that's like a war- something, something in your body and your psyche and your mind or whatever is telling you that something is like extremely wrong here. And then two, like all um, toxic relationships to me, they have like traits. And so some of the traits are definitely like constant checking in possessiveness type mentality, um, possessive to the sense that it's not cute anymore. You know, at first, like we fall into that, oh my gosh, he really wants to know where I'm at. Or he's like really concerned about me. Hell no, he probably don't. He's either one doing his own shit or two, he just is insecure in himself. So therefore the insecurity is what leads to the toxicity. So you're probably dealing with somebody who's super insecure. And then I would say three, like you should start to like tell your friends, like whoever you consider really close, that's not like a mutual friend with you and whoever your partner is, start to talk this through because your friends can help you process, especially if you're not ready to go to counseling. Cause four, I'd say get some therapy and counseling to talk to a counselor or something because you could end up. Okay. And I'll just say this quick. This, this will be like going on my own podcast is part of my story, but I literally like ended up almost like dying out in one, this, my last, like my one abusive relationship, one of, um, and I end up in jail basically. That's the only way that I end up staying alive was because somebody called the cops. And so, um, so like I had like this whole like domestic violence charge and all this other crap. And I'll say this for the record, like he was somebody pretty famous And so therefore I got treated like I was trash and then he got treated like he was like some kind of a king. So, um, so just know that, like, I'd say like, especially for the females, like we go into shit, like, oh my gosh, like he looks good. That's your first thing, right? He looks good. So you're attracted, obviously you gotta be attracted, but he treats me nice. We had a great day. We, you know, our talking has been dope. We have like a good conversation. He opens the doors or whatever else, but you're going to start to see the flags really quick. And the problem is that we ignore them. So I'd say don't ignore like 
what your gut is telling you, or let's just say like you have a male best friend or a female, if it's opposite, a female best friend, and she's telling you some shit like, I don't know about so-and-so or he, like they're doing something, like they, they're seeing things that you don't see. And if you trust those best friends that are opposite gender for you, um, they're going to see things that you won't see because you're blinded by love, which, you know, case of the earlier, like literally you will be blinded by love. So, um, yeah, so I just say those are like a few things I could totally go on and on about this, but yeah, then these are just trash relationships. So yeah, my last one though, I say, this is why I'm like single now, total narcissist. And so yeah, the whole narcissistic mentality is that's another thing, but yeah, so I would just say, look out for the toxicity flags and and talk this through with people that you trust. Like, just start to tell people what you're really, really thinking and feeling. So, yeah, total serious question. Sorry, ain't no comedy to this one. But, yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to the three-month rule and everything happening in the three months. <laughs> what if, what if like, it, like, everything was the same for, like, about hmm. five months? That's true. Or let's just say in those three months, you know how like at first they're talking to you, like everything's great. They're all sweet. And then after a while, like all that, like let's say after a month, they're no longer like they're not doing everything for you. You know how it is like, you know, you go into dating and everything's great and you're doing everything for each other because, oh, my gosh, I love this person or I think I could spend the rest of my life with them or you think they're just super dope. But it, it dies, like it dies out for real, for real. Like it dies out. People got to pay attention to that. When it dies out, you got to ask the question for yourself, like, can I deal with this for the, you know, for the long haul or however long that is? Like, am I okay with this person that they are three months later versus the one I met in the first and the person he was in the first three days or she? So like there's warning signs. I agree with you. Like there's like, they don't know their own boundaries, but you have like these gut feelings, you know, when something ain't right, like you, you just do like say, like if the sex ain't good, you know, when the sex ain't good. Okay. Let's just keep it real. That's a physical example of use. If it's just not good, it ain't good. Okay. But you know, when something ain't right. And if it's not right, don't ignore that. Like you got to just like think, why am I not, why am I not feeling him? Like I was, you know, or things just ain't. They're not popping like they used to be type of thing, you know? Yeah, okay, your turn. So I guess I'll answer the question now. They say every form of communication is manipulation. That's a very famous phrase. So now the reason why I brought that up is that inside of almost every single toxic relationship, there's a king or a queen who's very good at manipulating Every time we talk to people, we're always manipulating because we want the other person to feel the same way or get the same idea or have the same response to get things our way. So at least that they can understand it. Some people are better at it than others. That just the manner and the way they talk, their tone, everything that they want things always done their way. In a possessive relationship or a narcissist, those people who are really good at saying things in order to get to their way will use it to gaslight you. And that's one of the craziest or blindest thing that a lot of people don't know because they have been so used to learning all the correct phrases, correct things, how to say to people in order to manipulate them into 
um, getting their way all the time. And it is ha- it has to be one of the most difficult things to actually walk away from. So much so that I want to say that like everything that we're going to say to any listeners out there, um, everything that we're going to say, I understand 100% that everything that we're saying is easier said than done. 100% easier said than done. And all I'm just saying to you is just words. But even if so, I hope I hope you listen to these words carefully coming from a person who's extremely good at manipulating people. I am very fucking good at manipulating people. Very fucking good. Um, to almost everything. I can make uh, a person do almost anything I want to make them think or any way I want. Because I'm really good at communicating words, why I always land and pass all my interviews and stuff like that, and and things like that. But that those are not bragging. Those are me just saying that it's when you're around a person who's like very manipulative and toxic like that, they will use things against you in order to get their ways, such as um, pushing their personality to be extreme. Like if you if you leave me, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like they, they use things like that and they would use any any anchor they could possibly have on you, anything at all, just to keep you trapped. You know what's crazy is that you like those people, they can trap a person in a house and not even lock the door. Like the doors are unlocked, but the person wouldn't even get out of the house. Like that's like you can get to that type of level of manipulation. It's insane. You know what I mean? That there are people who are like that. Now, here's the thing. The people who's in these, I wanted to say, kind of like abusive relationship, because that is an abuse. You just don't see it. That's that's a form of mental abuse that you're going through. Um, when you're in a, a relationship that who's like extremely possessive and mentally unstable, and they feed off of that. They feed off of the power that you give to them. They They will drain you. They will always love being on top and stuff like that. And it's intoxicating. It really is. And I'm only speaking from experience because of the fact that, like, I, too, am, like, a person who's held really high. Uh, like an alpha male, I guess you can kind of say, or a king. Or just just someone like that who's, like, in the circle, I'm usually the one on top. The same with my relationship. I'm usually the always the one taking charge and taking lead. However, I look at things different than other people. But I can understand how other people... Yes, you can have that, Kay. I can understand how other people usually like get like really feeding like off of that 100%. Like they would like, I guess you can kind of say go on a power trip and they would like feed off of that and, and always like, um, how do, how do I say it? Well, now that you understand that part, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave it at that. Now that you understand that part, here's the part that the people in these abusive relationships don't understand is that. The person who's enabling it and the person who's 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 like giving him all the energy, it's actually from you. You're you're the person who's feeding it to them. So you need to understand that like it is not your responsibility to to make sure that you're feeding this guy. And I'm not talking about just food, just just because I'm using the word feed. I'm talking about you're feeding his ego. You're feeding his, like, you're enabling him to to always be on top and be the, the power trip. The worst thing that, like, um, those people, like, hate the most is when they're up against an opposing force. They hate going up against anything who's an opposing force. So 
if you're not opposing him, then you're, you're doing nothing more than feeding him. If that makes sense. It's not your responsibility to take care of him, whether he lives or die. You, you've only basically taken that responsibility on for yourself because it's called, it's called a forced love for, for those who don't understand. A forced love is basically kind of like um, loving something that you weren't given, but over time you, you've kind of like forced yourself to love it. Like, like adopting a cat that you're allergic to, for an example, like me. Like I, I don't. If it was up to me, I wouldn't want the cat. But however, over time, you built love and you you got used to that cat. Like like I love my cat a lot. It's the same example I gave actually with this one right here. <laughs> like if it was up to me, I wouldn't want to have kids. I never wanted to have kids, but I have to sacrifice my time, my energy, and I have to put up with them, deal with their bullshit, deal with their like freaking like like giving them energy and stuff like that it's parenting is so much that people don't understand it's not as simple as all the happy little shit that you see on fucking social social media and all that stuff no there's a lot more to it like going up against them fighting against them and stuff like that if it was up to me i wouldn't want to have kids again I, I said it twice why because now i love i love my kids to death right i love my nieces and nephew to death but notice that if it that it was a forced love I force myself to love them. When that happens, it's the same shit as your partner, and, and that that you're not seeing. You're just forcing yourself to love them. However, you have an easier time to walk away. You don't have to be the person to take care of them. You don't have to be the person to feed them. They're, if you walk away, a person will always figure out and find a way on their own. If a boat was sinking. And I asked this person who sent me this question, if a boat was sinking, I asked you, you can only either save your parents and siblings on one side or your lover on the other side, which one would you save? If they would have answered any one of those two, they would have been wrong. The reason why they would have been wrong is the correct answer. If a boat was sinking, you're supposed to move away from the boat, go to like the nearest thing, like an island, build another boat, go back and save the people who can save themselves. Because the reason why both answers was wrong was because if you try to save any one of them, whether it's your family on one side or your lover on the other side, guess what happened? The boat's sinking. It's going to drag you down with you. You're going to get sucked in by the current with you. And that's, that's why that answer was wrong. You need to save yourself first. Go back and save the ones who can save themselves. It is not your responsibility to take care of a toxic person and handle this man-child or woman-child if it's a girl that you're in. You're just taking on that responsibility yourself. Yeah, you can feel bad. I understand 100%. I feel bad all the time for my exes that are like I walk away from them when I was so used to being the one who always helped them get their shit together. But it's not my responsibility. It's not my life as their partner to take care of them and baby them the whole fucking way. It's not. People have to learn how to save themselves. Do I feel bad that when they bump into things that I wish I can kind of cushion them and save them and all this stuff? Yeah, of course you can feel bad. However, it's, it's you can't do that your whole life because you're going to be in that fucking boat again, getting sucked down your time, your energy, because you were the one enabling it. Sometimes you need to look at yourself that he's not or she It's not the only problem. You are the problem yourself, too, because you're feeding it to them. You're feeding it to them. And... I know it's easier said than done to walk away from this relationship. Oh, believe me, I understand 100%, especially when the person is possessive and they're going to keep coming to you. And 
the one thing that I've learned and which is really, really hard is staying silent. And it took me so long, years and years and years of how to stay silent with people. Like silence is a really powerful thing, and which is the same as ignoring them when they come back to you and, and beg for you to fix this, help that, or what's wrong and, and feed on more things. And sometimes they will tell me they will change or or they'll, they'll, they know that they're wrong and stuff like that. It's so hard for me to remain silent. And trust me, it is hard to remain silent with people. Sometimes, what, like for an example, when someone's talking shit, sometimes you just want to back up um, some of the facts that isn't true. You know, you really do. But I always remain silent. I let people believe whatever they wish to believe, and I never correct whatever people hear about me. It's the same concept as trying to stay silent when a toxic person comes back and try to like feed off you again, just so they can keep you in those little fucking grasps in their hand. Because owning you and having property over you, it's something that they feed off of. Having things their way is something that they always feed off of. But the strongest, the strongest people I've ever met in their life is the people who learned a way to move away from that fucking boat and go back and save people who saved themselves just because they didn't know how to swim. So as tough as it may sound, you need to understand that you are also the problem. You need to learn how to walk away from when something is fucking toxic and, and let people deal with that shit themselves. Because you're you're going to spend so much time and energy into this relationship and you're going to feel like it's a false value uh, or a sunken cost. Google the word sunken cost. That you invested all this time, all this energy. I shouldn't back out. This person, I love them. I know there's good in them and stuff like that. And <laughs> I, I know there's good in them. I, I swear to God, I said that so many times to myself. Well, here's a fucking big shock. That sunken cost is false. If I buy a car... And I spend five or ten years on this car. I, I replace all the parts on this fucking car. I know this car is great. It'll always start up. But sometimes I might have to replace the battery. And I know it's a good solid car for ten years. That I think like buying a new car would be a bad idea. That's called sunken cost. That's the definition of a second cost. It's the same with this relationship. You you think there's so much good in this person. You, you invested so much time and energy on this person. That you think it would be correct to just stay with this person. In that five years, you, you there will never be a time when you can look back and realize, what did you do for yourself? Because I can never look back at my previous relationship that I was with this one girl for years, 10 years of my life. I can never look back and realize, what the fuck did I do for myself? It was always her, 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 second cost, build things for us, for us, for us, and us. And I always thought it was for us. Little did I know that she was draining. So that's why... Uh, I understand that it's easier said than done. And I know it's difficult. And I wish you listened to Q and my sisters on their advices too. Because, yeah, reaching out to other people will be easier for you to move forward in your life. Um, because it's not an easy task to, do, to deal with all that stuff alone. I hope that answers your question.